Let's talk a little bit here from the scripture and then let's pray for each other before we finish. Uh, so you could call this uh, the spirit of truth, testing the spirit, um, finding the mind of the Lord, make your own application in terms of title. It's a fairly famous scripture from the book of 1 John chapter 4. Most of you have heard this. I, I forgot to mention Claude. Claude is also a big, uh, big accountability part for me. He's also not afraid. Uh, he's a problematic guy too, so <laughs> he's not afraid to speak, uh, speak very straight to me and clear. I had a talk with him this week to make sure I wasn't manifesting too bad. <clears throat> anyway, 1 John chapter 4, starting in verse 1. Now, I said verse 1 to 7, but I'm going to read past that. Okay, of course, I'm going to read past that. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist of which you have heard that it is coming and now is already in the world. Now this is a long time ago that the scripture itself is confirming that the spirit of the Antichrist is at work in the world. We're talking millennia ago, it's present. We know that for a fact because scripture says so. You are from God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. They are from the world, therefore they speak as from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. He who knows God listens to us. He who is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. That's a very important distinction. Beloved, let us love one another. <laughs> For love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God, and God knows and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. By this the love of God was manifested in us, that he has sent his only begotten Son in the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Amen? Amen. 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 Now, okay. Um, again, there's an awful lot of messages in those passages. Uh, one, one verse um, begats multiple talks and topics and points of conversation. Okay? Are we together there? So I just want to hit a couple of highlights. All right? Um, in relation to, to what I was hearing uh, in praying uh, to be with you. Now, first question here, first, first statement here. First verse says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits. Okay. So what you have there is a clear indication of a couple of things from, from God to his people. All right. One of the things 
And I think this is important for us to understand. I think it's important for us to go to another level in this particular area, and that's this. We live in a very spiritual world. Are, are we together then? Okay. Now, for some people, that's obvious. Okay. For some people, we know that a little bit more in our head than in our heart. For some people, that's complete foolishness. All right. I think God wants to make sure we are clearer with one another, that we live in a spiritual world. Why, why is it that the Lord would tell people to test the spirit if it wasn't a spirit that was behind what it was that was being said? It's, it's the spirit that's at the origin. Are we together there? Okay. Our spirit is what determines the things that are said. It says in the book of Hebrews, that the worlds were made. This is Hebrews chapter 11, verse 2. The worlds were made not by what is seen. Not by what is seen. They weren't made by somebody, by somebody figuring things out and understanding all the equation. Not by what is seen, but by things that are unseen. Do you understand? The spiritual world is very important, and it's important for us to think about and to consider whenever we are approaching things. Okay? We've got to approach it properly. <laughs> Amen? Okay? Um, I don't want to take pot shots um, at anybody. I, I don't. And I, I, want to, I want to be very clear here, okay, uh, with what I'm saying. Okay? I'm a huge fan, okay, and I know some of you are not, <laughs> but I'm a huge fan of Nelson Mandela. I'm a fan of Nelson Mandela, okay? I, 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 sometimes I wonder how, okay? But he's, he's an example of a, of, of a guy with a lot of pressure otherwise that got, got some things very key right. Okay? <coughs> he did some things really right and they helped a lot, caused a lot less problem than what could have been happened. There's one famous statement that he made that <coughs> that a lot of people like that I think we should examine in light of the fact that we live in a spiritual world. And that, this, this is the statement. He said very famously that education, praise the Lord, education is the solution to all of our problems. How many of you remember hearing Nelson Mandela say that? That's one of the things that he said. Now, I'm not saying that he's the first person, okay? But he, he, he believed that, okay? Now, <clears throat> okay, I'm, a, I'm an educated guy. <laughs> That's kind of hard for some of you to believe. Praise the Lord. You know, the, the state of Texas does produce some, some educated people. We do have a system of higher education there. Hallelujah. Um, I've got recognized years in that area, and I... I aspire to that for, for my children. Um, I don't think that education is a bad thing. However, okay, this is what I think we need to understand. Okay? Education does not replace or in any way exceed faith in the Lord. Amen? Amen. Now, I, I think God wants to really shake this a little. Praise God. Okay? Because I think a lot of people in the church, particularly people that come from, 
from somewhat of a Western-influenced context say amen to that, but they don't really believe <laughs> that that's the case. Okay? Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cite one other leader, and this will be the last leader, praise God. And it's not going to be one that will upset anybody. Uh, I don't think it will upset anybody here. It might, might upset Jeff, but I don't think so. <clears throat> there was another guy. There was another guy who believed in education, strongly believed in education. Okay? He saw to it under his leadership that at the peak, this was an African country, the literacy rate in his country was 92%. Hallelujah. That's really good. Second highest literacy rate on the continent of Africa. Okay? Now, very educated general populace, educated in the rural areas. Now, are we together there? Profound, profound departure from what we find in South Africa. I think the overall rate in South Africa is it's not, not great, okay, but this was way, way better, and way, way better in the rural areas. Education was strong and was, was, was great there. 93%, something like that, literacy rate in the rural areas. You know how well his country did. He was the second or third poorest country in the world. Amen. You may or may not know who I'm talking about. Okay? My point is this. Okay? Education does not replace the Lord. Praise God. We live in a spiritual world first and foremost. Let me tell you something. Education without the Lord produces a vacuum that things that are not good begin to inhabit. We're going to test the spirit behind what it is that's said. I'm not going to tell anybody not to pursue education, but I am going to tell people that if you pursue education above the Lord, the result will not be a blessing. It'll be the opposite. Hallelujah. Amen? Let's test the spirit behind what it is that's being spoken. Now, are we together there? The next thing here, okay, in that passage from 1 John was this, okay? You have overcome them, amen? Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. When, when John was speaking to the people that he was speaking to at that point in time, they had a real issue with fear. Okay? They were scared. All right, now the Bible says elsewhere, 2 Timothy, it says we have not been given a spirit of fear. Everybody knows that verse? Everybody clear on that verse? Why does the Bible tell us particularly that we have not been given a spirit of fear? Anybody? It tells us that we haven't been given a spirit of fear because fear pushes us to do things different than what God wants us to do. Amen? It leads us the wrong way. Are we together there? It tells us to go A, and we're supposed to go B. It tells us to, 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 to do things that are not going to be the right things. Okay? It's very, very important that we listen in our spirit 
to whether or not what is being said to us is coming from a spirit of fear or from the spirit of God. Amen? Okay. We don't want to get pushed all right, the wrong way. Uh, are we together then? Now, having said that, and this somewhat relates to our present context as well. <laughs> okay. Um, when there's a lot of fear going around, we also have to be careful not to react to that by telling everybody from ourselves, don't worry about anything. Hallelujah. Okay. See, you can react to fear in the flesh by telling people not to fear. We've got to test the spirit. We've got to be led by what is God is. Let's let's stop thinking so much. Let's stop faffing about. Let's stop 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 being pushed one way, pushed another way. Let's come back to the Lord. Let's ask God what it is that He's saying. Let's read the Scripture. Let's consider Him and let's act according to what it is that He's wanting us to act. Amen. Now we're we together there. You'll overcome because you're listening to God. Because you're in relationship with the Lord. Okay? Because He's the one that is leading you and guiding you. Okay? Now, there are a lot of situations in the Scripture where God's people did not walk in nice circumstances. And they were doing what God wanted them to do. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Our personal comfort level is not always as high a priority to the Lord as it is to us. Now we're together there, okay? But if we listen to the Lord and do what it is He wants us to do, listen to Psalm 37, amen? God will see you through it. He'll not just see you through it. He'll make you victorious in the midst of it. Amen? Now are we there? Okay. And lastly here, and then I'm finished, and we're going to pray for each other. We're going to have a few minutes. Okay. Bible says, connects God with love. How many of you, how many of you know you can't really do one without the other? When you, when you talk about the Lord Jesus Christ, when you talk about uh, the Father who, who, who led the people in the wilderness, who, who, who loves Israel, who loves them to this day, who, who loves us, who's graft, grafted us in, who, who laid down his life, who allowed his son to come and die for us. You cannot separate him from love. Amen? Okay? So we can't have a discussion about testing the spirit that is coming from somebody without considering love. Hallelujah? God's love is self-sacrificing. Okay? God's love does not look out for one's self. God's love lays down their life. Are we together then? God came to us first. We did not deserve. All of those things are true. Do we have those in our spirits? We understand that? Are we clear there? Amen? Okay. I want to tell you something else though. Because I think this is also very important. I think there is a great mixture today in the church between love that comes from the world and love that comes from God. 
There are a couple of scriptures here that I will read to you to make sure you know exactly what the scripture says and what it is that I'm trying to convey with this idea. Okay? Now, in Matthew 21, this is Jesus here. And Jesus entered the temple and drove out all those who were buying and selling in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who were selling doves. And he said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a robber's den. Matthew chapter 16, verse 23. Jesus is talking to one of his favorite people, a follower, a Christian. But he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are not setting your mind on God's interest, but man's. Finally, I want to read from Isaiah 5.20. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Who substitutes darkness for light and light for darkness? Who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter? Okay. Now, the reason that I highlight those scriptures, okay, the reason that I read those things, okay, is this. Praise the Lord. Okay. You can say something that is uncomfortable, that is difficult for somebody to hear. God can say something that's hard and tough, and it still be the love of God. Amen? He was perfectly in love when he turned over those tables, when he spoke to Peter, when he prophesied through Isaiah. <laughs> Are we together there? Let's not judge something that is spoken that is hard and difficult as not being from God or not being in the love of God just because it is hard and it is difficult. Amen? Let's test the spirit and see whether or not it's from God. Okay? Now, got just a few minutes here. 748. You know what I want to do? I want us to just do our tables, okay? Let's do our tables, all right? And let's pray for one another to have grace, which is power from God, ability from God, that we don't have without God, grace to test the spirit that we are listening to, that we are hearing. Amen? Let's not stick our heads in the sand. Let's not tell other people something that is devoid of the spirit. Let's pray for one another so that in this time, in this hour, in this day, wherever it is we find ourselves, we can test the spirit. We can be led by God and not by somebody else. Amen? Amen. Together. Turn. Let's turn. Let's pray. Amen?